Welcome to the S&M Experience. And live from Exeter, Ontario, it's the S&M Experience. Podcast. Podcast. So I'll be your host today. My name's Matthew Miner. I'm Jeb Pepper. And I'm Stephen T. Holmes. So today's theme, because it's Canada's 150 years, we're going to do Canada as our theme. Hooray, Canada! Now, quick pop quiz for you guys. You know how there's like 25 years is what, diamond or something? And 30 years is, like every year has this material. Isn't like 50 diamond? It might be. Yeah, like diamond jubilee. Yeah. Do you know what 150 is? Uh... A blood diamond. <laughs> blood diamond. I like it. Just a copy of the DVD Blood Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, we got paper and wood and copy that, of Blood Diamond. So if your marriage makes it to 150, yeah, you get to watch a great movie. That movie is like the only DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer Connelly. That movie is the only. Anytime I try to do like a South African accent. I try to think of Leo's terrible South African accent in that. Yeah. And I can never even get into it. I can, like, try to say that line from the trailer. Can, like that. can you give us a taste of that? Um, yes. It's been a while. That diamond is my ticket out of this hellhole. I go Australian. <laughs> yeah, it sounded more uh, Australian to me. But, no, it was good. You did a good job. I'm Thanks. For that. Thank you, guys. My self-esteem is so low. So I thought to kick off today with our patriotism, what makes you most proud to be Canadian? Oh, man. Ryan Gosling. That's, yeah, I'm pretty proud to have Ryan Gosling yeah. as someone who's born here. I didn't have an answer, but as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, Ryan Gosling. Second, maybe, uh, the Buble, Michael Buble. He's Canadian, too. True. I'm not as high on that. I yeah. like the boobs. Um, 741. Now you're now you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah. Now, Steve, I understand that you weren't actually born in Canada, though. I sadly was not. It's my adoptive country. And you had a great story about being smuggled in in a coffin. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct. I, <laughs> in the cover of darkness, my uh, my my parents, along with my grandparents uh smuggled me across the border uh through 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 the uh, canal uh mm-hmm. by uh whatever lake that is yeah where did you come from what uh, um i don't know if i should really say i mean i it's i could because you were you were a wanted criminal i understand I'm not exactly a criminal. I am uh, the next in line to the rightful succession of the throne there. Oh, of um, course. There was a coup. Mm-hmm. I had to get smuggled out. So uh, I'm not going to say the country. I will right. just say that I am the uh, rightful heir to the uh, throne of said country I, uh, we had to flee from. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm glad we established that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> glad to be Canadian. Well, yeah, glad to be Canadian. I have to remember that for later. Yeah. So do you guys want to jump to the writer's room? Yeah, let's do it. Writer's room. Writer's room. Writer's room. Go around, lads. It's time for the writer's room. Kawabanga. Okay, so today we have a script that I wrote. It's called Freddy. So uh, I will be a character called Owen, who's serious. Steven, you can be Freddy. He's the star of the show. The titular Jane. Freddy. You can be Joanna because she's female and you're female. Oh. Oh, consistency. <laughs> and uh, Jen, do you want to narrate also? Uh, sure. Interior, high-tech laboratory, day. Scientists Joanna and Owen huddle around a computer terminal. Countless cables snake along the floor to an immense metal capsule in the middle of the room. A display above it reads, Year 1872. The capsule doors slide open with a hiss. <laughs> Vapor spills out as Freddy emerges from the dark interior. Joanna, We did it! We transcended space-time! The first ever time traveler. How's it feel, Freddy? How was it? Freddy nonchalantly picks at his teeth with a paperclip. Eh, it's alright, I guess. The 1800s are weird, man. You've successfully synchronized the chronometers, right? The what now? Oh, right, those uh, thingamabobs. Um, See, so yeah, I met this bloke who was super keen to buy them, gave me 100 apiece, plus a ride in his boat. The excited smiles on Joanna and Owen's face vanish. You mean you talk to someone? Well, sure. I mean, just because I know about cars and iPads and stuff doesn't mean I'm going to be a dick. Joanna and Owen exchange worried looks. This could be serious. We're not supposed to change anything. Remember the butterfly effect? Yeah, I saw the, I saw the movie, sure. Uh, kind of meh. Freddy, you didn't change anything else, did you? Besides talking to a stranger? Freddy furrows his brow in thought. Uh, I bought some Coca... I bought some Coca-Cola stock with that guy's cash, but that's no big deal. Oh, and I might be a father. Jesus, this is bad. But, like, who can really tell? Oh, we have to send you back. You must undo everything you changed. Owen's right, Freddy. If you don't, we jeopardize our very existence. Ugh, fine. A bunch of buzzkills. Freddy gloomily re-enters the capsule, its door sliding shut behind him. Interior high-tech laboratory, day. Freddy steps out of the capsule. Joanna and Owen look up expectantly. So, did you undo everything? Yeah, yeah. Got back to the thingamajigs, ditched the coke stock, child was a farce alarm. Knock on wood. <laughs> Joanna and Owen visibly relax. Close call. The consequences would have been catastrophic. Right? Talk about dodging a bullet. What do I know about... I'm going to do that line again. Right? Talk about dodging a bullet. What do I know about kids? All right. Let's up the lo- All right. Let's upload the dialogues in. Freddy, who is that? Sporting a bushy white beard and musty suit, a dazed Alexander Graham Bell staggers from the capsule. Oh, this is, uh... Alexander Graham Bell. The pleasure is all mine. But please, call me Al. Right, this is Al. He's the uh, fellow I met last time. He owns a boat. Snakes alive, Freddy. You kidnapped a person? And of all people, you kidnapped Alexander Graham Bell. Kidnap's a harsh word. When I showed him the time machine, he was super into it. Uh, we better call HQ. I don't know the protocol for this. Joanna automatically reaches for a now bare spot on the desk. Owen pats his empty pockets. 
Oh god, the phones are gone. Alexander perks up at the mention of phones. Did you say phone? Why, just yesterday I had an idea for a telephone. Freddy, you have to take him back. If he doesn't invent the telephone, who knows what will happen? Uh, fine. Back in the box, amigo. Freddy roughly prods Alexander back into the capsule. Well, I never. (laughs) See you later, turd bags. Interior high-tech laboratory day. Joanna and Owen anxiously watch the humming capsule. You should be back by now. Suddenly, the room goes dark and the humming ceases. Uh-oh, we lost power. Exterior laboratory entrance of day. Joanna and Owen stumble outside, shielding their eyes against the bright sunlight. Beyond the laboratory is chaos. Against the smoking ruins of the city, barely clothed adults snarl viciously and fight like crazed baboons over scraps of meat. Freddy, what have you done? Look! A colossal statue of Freddy looms tall over the pandemonium. Quick! We can fix this! I'll send you back to find him! Pulled by a crowd of shrieking hysterics, the statue topples, crushing the laboratory in a cloud of dust. I told you we shouldn't send Freddy! In retrospect, he was an unwise choice. Could be worse, though. True. He would have made a dreadful father. (coughs) And scene. Wonderful. (laughs) That was a good one. Oh, thank you. I like that one. Oh, thank you. Tell me more about how much you liked it. I liked it. So good. Good. What, uh, Steve, what was your favorite part? Um, I seem to have had trouble with the line, see you later, turd bags. (laughs) I think my favorite part is Alexander uh, Graham Bell. To tell you the truth, I forgot that he was in the script. I totally <laughs> did, too. It's been a while. Did you say phone? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, Matt, if you were really casting that, mm-hmm. who would you cast as Freddy? In as real Freddy? life, if you have any actor you can put in there, who is Freddy? Ooh. I mean, Steven's my favorite actor. Thank you. You can't Second. Pick, you can't pick Steve. Second choice. I'm 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 scheduling issues. Yeah. Who's yeah. like a lovable doofus? My first thought goes to Chris Pratt, but he's became a bit too attractive lately, so maybe not. Paul Rudd. Less... Yeah, Paul Rudd would be good. Um, um that guy that was in Super Bad would be funny because he's always funny. Bill Hader? No. Oh. The, the young he well, he was young. Michael Sarah? Yeah, he could be good. I was thinking Michael Sarah's sidekick. Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill. I can never remember that man's name. We talk about Jonah Hill a lot on this podcast. I just think about him a lot. Really? I think he's come up like three times. I Has think. He? Yes. Sarah? I think about Jonah Hill probably three times a day, roughly. <laughs> A word from our sponsor. Welcome to Lenny and Kathy's Taffy Emporium. Are you stuck in Taffy? Don't make Gaffy get your Taffy. We got friendly Taffy. We're doing time and a halfy. Taffy makes you happy. Flavors like Taffy. Price is slicing Taffy. Take a polygraphy. You can't lie, it's your favorite Taffy. Is your favorite dictator Mama Gaddafi? First 100 customers meet Zach Braffy. That's right, coming down to Lenny and Kathy's Taffy Emporium. Yum.
All right. So we promised some Canada. Let's do some facts about Canada. Canada. So, Steve, you had a fact or two you told me? I've got a couple facts. I did some research. Uh-huh. Um, let's see what I got here. Teach us. Um, Teach us. Enlighten us. <laughs> Bring the knowledge. So the first fact I found, uh, Canadian singer Katie Lang. Mm-hmm. You guys know Katie Lang? Sounds like I'm saying Katie Lang, but I'm saying K-D Lang. We all know her songstress. For a long time, though, I actually thought it was just Katie Lang. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about Katie Lang, uh, the KD stands for Kraft Dinner. Her name is Kraft Dinner Lang. That's her full name. Uh, named after our national meal, Kraft mm-hmm. Dinner. Yep. Um, some other facts. Well, we all know uh, Canada is the only country that celebrates their independence in July. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. No yeah. other country celebrates their Independence Day. Which is wild because there's so many countries. There's like got to be 50. For some reason, they'll just skip July. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually early in the year, I find. But that makes sense because July is illegal in most parts of Europe. Yeah. I would know being from, oh, I've narrowed it down to Europe. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh boy. Um, The authorities will be after you for your smuggling activities. Oh, no. No, because I'm uh, the rightful heir to uh It's probably Estonia, right? Shut up, no. Um, here's another fact about Canada. Canada's mm-hmm. national sex move is the Regina Prairie Dog. Kind of peek in and out with that one. It's also illegal in most parts of Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. We all know what the Regina Prairie Dog is. Um, another fact. A uh, if you're having hurt, sorry, sorry, you, sorry, you, you have a fact. Oh no, I'm just gonna extrapolate on that one. The oldest person to ever perform the Regina Prairie Dog was 54. Oh, world record. Not as old as I thought. I mean, they did have to go to the hospital afterwards, but that's not surprising. It still counts. The record it still holds. Probably took a few years off their life. A uh, another fact about Canada. A uh, something we call a quick relationship. You know, you, sometimes you call things a fling or maybe a rebound. A quick relationship with a girl in Canada is called a Kim Campbell. Jen, learn your history. She's the only female prime minister Canada's had. Jeez. No. And she was only there for a few months. Geez. Yeah, it wasn't like she's actually elected to it, but let's uh, let's pretend she was. <laughs> it's history. We gotta say it. Um, yeah. I got one more fact here for you guys. You know, sometimes we say, like a slang term for uh, a hairy vagina is a beaver. National, one of the national animals of Canada. So you say a beaver, but a slang term for a shaved vagina is a Paul Schaefer. Jan, did you just ask who Paul Schaefer is, too? <laughs> no. From Letterman? From who? He was the uh, band leader on David Letterman. He was bald. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Proudly Canadian. Also a slang term for a shaved vagina up here. <laughs> yeah. Those are great facts. I, mean, I learned a few things. Yeah.
And you, you seem to know an awful lot about Canada, despite not being born in Canada, so good on you. Well, I had to pass the test. Oh, right. Yeah. You guys can ask me right now any questions about Canada, and I bet I'll get it right. How old were you when you came to Canada? <laughs> I meant specific questions about Canada. Oh, about Canada. I know. I wanted to ask specifically, because you had to take a test, and you seemed very young in your story. I was uh, three and a half, but I was a very... Uh, took a smart. test at three and a half. I took the test when I was four and a half. Hmm. There was a lot of there was a waiting period. I was a quick four and a half year old though. Hmm. Can you tell me what is a Sir John A. Macdonald? He was the uh, the first man to tap a maple tree and discover maple syrup. Oh, very good. Hmm. Can you describe the duties of a lumberjack? <laughs> I just love the phrasing. Yep. A lumberjack is a guy uh, who, on the lumber car, like the trucks that carry the lumber from the uh, to the mill, if they lose a tire, he has to jack up the truck so they can get the wood off of it. That's wrong. Whoa. What, what is it then? Excuse this me? is a Canadian who works at the Home Depot. And his name's Jack, right? Yeah. Uh, and he works in the lumber yard. Mm-hmm. All right. Steve, I don't know how you got into Canada with this kind of, this kind of. He was in attitude. the cover of darkness, inside a coffin. So here's a pop quiz. <laughs> Three and a half. At Tim Hortons, a Canadian restaurant, what do they serve? Anything and everything, but no questions. <laughs> actually, I heard the first Tim Hortons that they opened actually served Tim Horton. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where they got the name, right? It's like Burger King. They serve burgers. Yeah. To kings. <laughs> yeah. That's, that adds up. <laughs> Story checks okay. out. I, I heard there's... Uh, at, at Tim Hortons, you can order a Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. And that's like a coffee with nine milk and nine sugar. Really? Like a 99. <laughs> so that was a double number. Okay. I was going to say, like, Wingress is not, like, a big fat dude. Like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is, right? Yeah. <laughs> you order Wingretzky every day, you're not going to be playing like Wingretzky. Uh. <laughs> we are on top of it today. <laughs> Let's move on. I think that was great. We learned a lot about Canada. We did. That was fantastic. And a lot about the United States, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know I think that's so funny. <laughs> While we're on a roll, why don't we uh, jump on to the next franchise? Sounds good. It's the next franchise! Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, Twilight, Spider-Man, French Toast! So, one of my favorite childhood toys, which I never actually had, but I would always play at it when I went to a friend's place. Okay. Yeah, just sketch. I the remember The thing that, that makes you really want to play with it, and then is impossible to draw anything that looks remotely good. I don't understand, because you see the guys on the internet that do crazy good stuff. It's completely amazing. But I feel like they've wasted a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. 
Could you imagine? Could you imagine having a show for Etch a Sketch, and then like transporting them down like a gravel road, <laughs> and just like arriving at the gallery, and it's just nothing. <laughs> Which road did you take? Uh, we took the back roads. Those speed bumps or something. Uh, unless, do they do something to like make them stay like that? That's a good question. I don't know. Can you? Can you do something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I wonder, does anyone do like a YouTube tutorial on how to get really good at it? I bet they do. Probably. I'd watch that. I'm interested. I got one for Christmas one time mm-hmm. and did not like it because it seemed like you could do cool stuff and then there was no way I had the patience for that. It's a bit of a trick, especially when you give to kids who aren't usually good at art anyway, even with like a pencil. Yeah. Um, their art is even worse and more unintelligible. Matt, what are you saying about my art as a child? Oh, I thought I thought I thought you got it last year. Do you guys <laughs> Do you guys remember Magna Doodle? Yeah, mm, I like that. That's familiar. That was yeah, a pretty fun. Yeah, you 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 draw and okay. then you can slide the thing and it erases it. Yeah, it's like okay. magnetic stuff. You have stamps too. You can make like stamp shapes that pull mm, up whatever it is, this. and then there's like a pen. Yeah. Yeah, you don't remember that? Magna Doodle? Mmm, it's very familiar to me. I never had one for sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, they were fun. Did you have an Etch-a-Sketch? Did you have any toys growing up? We had a bag of potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) I got really good at juggling. Yeah. Because what else can you do with a bag of potatoes? (laughs) Turns out, lots. You can make potato men. You can make mashed potatoes, and with those mashed potatoes, you can make kind of like sand castles, but they're potato castles, so you can eat it afterwards. Yeah. The original Mr. Potato Head. Uh-huh. Okay, let's get back on track. We have to come up a movie. Sorry. The studios are calling, saying, Etch-a-Sketch. Etch-a-Sketch. So my first instinct is um, the story of an artist who is no good at art, but he wants to make it in the, in the world of art. Mm-hmm. He does it via Etch-a-Sketch. Is this like a fake biopic? Yeah, what about, um, it's like Picasso, the story of Picasso, but we do, we just tell the audience that he actually used an Etch-a-Sketch for all his great art. <laughs> yeah. It's like the world's largest uh, product placement. You just see him like, there's like the music from Beautiful Mind is going while he's making his, his revolutionary art, mm-hmm. and he's like tweaking those knobs. <laughs> Can you do that again? Oh, tweaking those knobs? Like yeah. Ooh. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. I could watch that all day. Yeah. And so we just, we don't acknowledge that he didn't actually use an Etch-a-Sketch. We make people, like, think, oh, I watched a movie. He used an Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah, of course. And then they'll say, if you want to be like Picasso, you should buy that Etch-a-Sketch. Maybe maybe it's about a quirky old lady. Like, we cast Judy Dench. Mm -hmm. That's your go-to for everything. Is it? Yeah, for masturbating. Oh. What? I've never brought up Judy Dench. We did. Courage. Didn't we do the movie with Judy Dench? Oh yeah, we did. I completely forgot. Hey, have you seen I that new? I still think it'd be uh, funny. Have you seen that trailer for the Queen Victoria movie? No. Whew, it's spicy. <laughs> Matt, why are you twistling those knobs again? <laughs> You can etch my sketch. <laughs> this is a goofy episode. 
As opposed to the other ones, which were very solemn. Serious. Okay, Steve, what is your edgy sketch movie? Um, We've got Picasso growing up. What was your idea, Jen? Well, I was talking about Judy Dench, and then Steve told me my idea. I couldn't have Judy Dench. I was just saying, you like Judy Dench. She's like your go-to. I don't especially like her. I just think that she's this, like, brand of movie for old people, where... In the trailer, you instantly know when you see Judy Dench, it's likely for old people. So you want to market an Etch-A-Sketch movie to old people? Yeah, because here's what it is. It's like she's like this cheerful... No, 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 she's not cheerful. It's like she's a whimsical, cranky lady mm-hmm. in like an old town. Mm-hmm. And then she like gets a whole bunch of Etch-A-Sketches and does these um, like amazing things on them because she has mm-hmm. all the time in the world and a thousand cats. And then... Uh, yeah, uh, she becomes like this major artist, and then the end of it is exactly what you described, where uh, they're bringing all of her work to a gallery. It's like her lifetime worth of work, mm-hmm. and then they take it down a dirt road, and it all goes away. Oh, no. And then in the end, she jumps off a bridge. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if she just. No, you know what? It probably wouldn't end like that because it is for all people. It would be like. Uh, you only live once. Yeah, the townspeople, like, make a joke like that, and then she's like, ah, ha, 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 like, it's temporary, or something like that. Better get started again. Ah, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Steve, what's your idea? Um, mine would be, like, a, um, I guess first, I would write a, uh, YA novel Mm -hmm. in, like, a dystopic future where it's still futuristic and they have technology and um, they have like an arena kind of gladiator games but the etch-a-sketches are hooked up to like these platforms and you have to like sketch out this certain design before the other person and you have to reach it kind of like a Tron type thing they could be like laser etch-a-sketches and if if you don't get it first like your platform like blows up and it's about like trying to like win your freedom like they're slave gladiators Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Steve, that yours is going to sell the most movie tickets. Thank you. Reflecting on mine about Picasso, nobody actually wants to see that movie. I kind of do. (laughs) Just to see see people's reactions. (laughs) I want to go on Twitter after that trailer comes out. You know, I kind of want to hear, I want to hear the, uh, why don't we do a scene? Why don't we do a scene with Judy Dench? No, we did a scene with Judy Dench last time. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Carry on, react. I think we should do another one. Judy Dench could be in the the adaptation of the YA novel uh, Sketch Games. We could come up with mm-hmm. a better title. Sketch Etch Games? A, etch a Death. Ooh, that's etch good. Etch a Death, yeah. They could we come up with a special color of Etch a Sketch to commemorate the movie. Could do it in like a terrible like 80s uh, like camp B-movie style. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was thinking very but Hunger like, Games-esque. Uh, probably a really high production value, though. So in every young adult... Uh, adaptation. They always have that scene where they kind of describe how the system works. Like they yeah. make a very blunt and obvious yeah. lot of exposition. You guys want to do that scene? Yeah, we could do that. So we got like the 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 wizened old contender that's done this before, and the young one that's gonna compete. And maybe but like for some reason they don't know the rules of the game. Yeah, yet. someone very new to everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were taken from like uh, their town or something, mm-hmm. or they were raided and yeah. taken and they have to do this 
How about how about Steve? You you are the wisened old mentor. Okay. Who's probably gonna die at the end of the movie? And Jen, do you want to be the end upstart? Sure. Yeah. And uh, you're Matt, meeting each other for the first time. Matt, yeah. you could be like uh, one of the the people that control everything. Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, you can come wait, in whenever if you want. Wait a second, though. Wait a second. So, have we met before? You and me. Steve, yeah. You know, like, his this reputation? is like we've just met recently. Are we competing, or are you my mentor? I'm like taking you under my wing. Maybe there's like before this, there was like you're new to everything, you're thrown in. We're like kept in like underground and like something. Mm-hmm. Mm. And like there's some people like, oh, fresh meat. Oh, look at this loser. <laughs> Everyone sounds like they're from Brooklyn. <laughs> or Sylvester Stallone. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd say I'm still like young, but I'm like I've been there for a while. Like I was born into it. So why do you want to help me? Because you remind me of me when I was young. Okay, gotcha. Why don't we uh, Why don't we actually hash that out in this scene? Okay. You can start with the line. Why do you want to help me? Hey, Mister. Why do you want to help me? <laughs> <laughs> it's now a cartoon starring like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> interesting, interesting character choice. Hey, Mister. <laughs> why did you make her a kid? Or him a kid? No, you're Wait, just like on. you're just you're younger. You're not. <laughs> hey, Mister. You're a young adult. Okay, I'm a, I'm a young adult. You're someone to someone you you? be swept. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Mary Poppins? Uh, I gotta take it way back. I can back. shine your shoes for a nickel, sir. T- take it way back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pretend to be Katniss. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just Katniss Okay. Hey, uh, wh- why why are you helping me? Someone's got to look out for the the little guy. I'm a lady, mister. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't use... (laughs) Sorry, I didn't use the correct pronoun. It's tough down here. Everyone's a guy, he's a guy, he's a dude, whatever. Alright, but when, when did you start playing the game? The game? You mean Etch a Death? Yeah. Gather around everybody. I'm gonna tell the story of Etch a Death. Etch a Death. Batteries not included. <laughs> it doesn't need batteries. <laughs> That's why they're not included. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you make me laugh, Tom Tom. <laughs> Laughter is something we don't get a lot of down here. Ever since we were taken, many of us from our homes. We're not from here, like the above dwellers. The capital, you might say. We were all brought here. Our homes, our villages raided, our families killed or enslaved like us. Only the young survive, the young and fit. And we battle in the game. <laughs> Thanks, Tom Tom, for twisting the knobs. <laughs> you gotta laugh down here, youngster. I don't know your name. I'm Patch. Patch? Nice to meet you, Patch. It's nice to meet you, too. I'm. <laughs> what do you. <laughs> What'd you say? Called you. 
Slinky. Stinky. What, slinky. Oh, Slinky. <laughs> I heard that that's what your name is. Yeah, they call me Slinky. My real name is Dave Franco. But yeah, down here they call me Slinky. When I get on those knobs, I slink around. It's like I'm so fast. Hitting things back and forth. I'm undefeated. But of but course, any of us who are still standing are undefeated. Because if you lose, you die. Aren't you afraid that they're going to blow your balls off, Slinky? You want to know if I'm afraid? If those capitalist pigs are going to blow my balls off? you goddamn right I'm afraid. Every day I wake up with that fear in my heart and in my balls. But I fight. I fight because those balls are attached and they're still pumping and I'm still alive. And I'm as long as those balls are pumping, I know there's a way I can get out of here and I can find something out there. But how? Thanks, Tom Tom. I'm sure someday, someday soon perhaps, we'll find a way out of the underground. Patches, you, uh, you got a place to sleep or whatever? Yep. I'll just go crawl into my, uh, my, my bunker. Okay. I was gonna say, if you want, me and my boys, we got a free spot if you want to bunk up with us. Uh, that's okay, Slinky. Okay. You can call me Dave. Okay, well, you know, I'm just trying to help, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you seem to be doing fine. Uh, best of luck to you. Um, yeah, if you change your mind, you can come bunk with us. That's cool, too. Uh, me and Tom Tom here, and uh, Rigorag, we're going to be uh, over there hanging out. Got a buddy, his name's Keyboard. He plays the guitar. All right, and scene. I think that's pretty tight. That was one hell of a screenwriting session there. Yeah. I'm still in character. Can't shake you can, it. You can stay in character if you want. Hold on, I'm gonna shake it. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a fun. I'm well, glad we went with that one and not the Judy Dench one. Oh really? I thought I I just want more Judy Dench to be honest. Why don't we right now do the scene, the ending scene, the climactic scene, mm-hmm. where the truck shows up mm-hmm. at the gallery, they open the door. The Yatcha sketches have all been lost. Who who should be Judy Dench? You. Yeah, Matt. Okay. I'll be the hmm. truck driver. You young young man, park over there. <laughs> I don't know what that's oh my is. god. Park you know over maybe... park over here. Park over here. <laughs> that's right. Now now beep, open it up. Beep, Let me see my creations. Beep. 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 Hold on, I'm not straight. Mind the bump. Beep. 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 Stop. Stop right now. What? You know you can't, you can't go over bumps like that. I'll go forward. Hold on. Let me go forward. No, 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 no. Okay, now I got to back up again. Beep. 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 Boogie, boogie, And we do this for another 10 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, I don't know about you guys, but I did a pretty mean Judy Dench there. That was spot on. Spot on. I thought she was here. <laughs> yeah. Jen, can we hear a little Sean Connery? If you're afraid of your life. 
That's what that's, it was last time, Sean Connery and Judy Dench. That's not yeah, nice. right. They had a conversation, this I remember. This is not. <laughs> can, can we get more Sean Connery quoting Crocodile Dundee? If he sends one of your men to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. Can you I'm do, from... Take that line from <laughs> The Untouchables and fit it to Crocodile Dundee. You... You, he sends one of your men to the hospital. You send one of his to make shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I was looking for. Done. <laughs> Done. Cut. Print. All right, Steve, do you want to read your story that you wrote? My well, not story. story? You're reminiscing about uh, being pretty close to Oh, yeah. I uh, sometimes write things. Uh, so I wrote this uh, little... I was reminiscing... Um, about school and so this is uh yeah uh so the title of this piece is reminiscing about being picked last for dodgeball which was common as i understand it was well <laughs> why don't i share the tale and reminisce a little bit yeah take it away it was never my favorite sight filing into the gym with my classmates and seeing the red rubber balls all in a line those balls were the bane of my existence. All they brought was pain, not just physically, but emotionally, too. Whenever I would see those balls, and we would wait in a mass to be split into two opposing factions, I knew that I would be the last to be chosen. I wasn't physically gifted like the other children. I had other strengths, sure, like singing, mathematics, and quoting Samuel L. Jackson, but hold on to your butts. Neither of those skills were suitable for dodging balls. I had many disadvantages that made me a poor choice for the game, mainly the fact that I was in a wheelchair, and also that I had no hands. When the captains were chosen and the names began to be called, I accepted that I would be the last to be picked. Last one picked, first one out. You might be thinking that a smaller-than-average, asthmatic, wheelchair-bound boy with no hands would be an easy target. Well, you would be correct. You might also be thinking that no one would have the chutzpah to take aim at that target right off the bat, well, there, you would be wrong. Chad Tugnett loves an easy target. Be it the handless boy in a wheelchair with the... Be it the... Be it the handless boy in the wheelchair with Coke bottle glasses or the passed-out sorority girl at the frat party. Chad Tugnett is a real son of a bitch. I don't really know why my parents insisted I play dodgeball. I never showed an aptitude for the game or any other games, really. Yet, every time the class threw around those rubber orbs of death, my parents would be in the stands cheering me on. Perhaps it was my father's way of showing his disappointment in me. His disappointment in the fact that I couldn't follow in his footsteps as a hand model and anti-glove aficionado. Perhaps he was throwing me into the deep end, so to speak. That if I had to, I could just learn to sprout hands. I doubt this as my father was a rational man. Also, it didn't work when he tried to teach me to swim. The wheelchair really weighed me down. Anyways, I'm sure I've wasted enough of your time reminiscing, and for that, I apologize. Now, to answer your question, no, I do not feel any remorse for killing my father and that son-of-a-bitch Chad Tugnut. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Thank you, though. Touching. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Stephen. Thank you. That was, uh, yeah. 
fun little thing. I know that if Oprah is still in the air, you'd probably be invited to share your story. Oh, definitely. And then possibly Dr. Phil. Hey, do you think if you went on Oprah and you didn't get a car, like if you're in the audience and you didn't get a car, would you be disappointed? I'd be, if I didn't get anything, I'd be disappointed for sure. Can you imagine the follow-up episode to the one where she gave away cars? <laughs> and she gives away, like, I don't know, a, da- a baking dish or something? You're like, what? What is this, a frying pan? What the fuck? <laughs> they got a fucking car? What? You guys they got a fucking car? We got a gift card to Omaha Steaks? What? <laughs> fuck you, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. Do you think Oprah has ever been told to fuck off? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably by every single person in any audience fuck that didn't off. get a car. <laughs> fuck <laughs> off, Oprah. Oh, boy, what are we getting today? Or you're there the day before they get the cars. Wouldn't you be annoyed? You're, like, telling your friends how fun it was to be at the Oprah show, and then the next day they give away a car? It'd be like sitting down at a slot machine, and then your friend sits down and wins. Yeah. Because you're probably bragging about whatever crap she gave out to you in the oh, yeah. earlier show. Oh, I She's got, like, check I, out this, like, really comfy bathrobe I got free from Oprah. That's right. I saw Oprah. Then the next day, they're like, they got a car. And you're like, fuck. Well, it's a really nice bathrobe. It has plush. <laughs> Wouldn't you be, like, super mad if, like, you were talking to, like, your friends or your wife and you were like, Oh, you want to go to Oprah? I'm like, let's go tomorrow. And it's like, no, we'll go today. And you're like, okay. And then, like, like, you're watching it the next day, and you're just like, (laughs) our car's constantly in the shop, but we had to go to Oprah yesterday. (laughs) Or like, well, we decided to go to the old spaghetti factory because they had half-off meatballs instead, you know? Yeah. Half off meatballs. Half off meatballs. Jeez, that's a deal. That's a deal. Speaking of Oprah, deals. half off meatballs. I'll take the meatballs. Yeah, spaghetti and meatball experience. <laughs> but you know what? Even if you didn't get the car because you went for the half off meatballs, you'd probably still be happy. Yeah. You don't see a deal like that come around every day. You know what disappoints me about the half off meatballs, though, at other restaurants that are not as quality? They uh, say half off meatballs and the price is down, but also you get half the amount of meatballs. They're just really tiny balls? Yeah. Okay, that was the SNM Experience episode 72. Ooh, 72 already. Shall we end off by singing the national anthem? We should. First, let's plug our website. And by website, I mean YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. Yeah. And Twitter. Yes. And Facebook, the SNM Experience. And MySpace. MySpace. And LiveJournal. We're friends with Tom. And we're on the Government of Canada's website. Yes, we're a nationally listed comedy troupe. We're a national treasure, you might say. Mm-hmm. I'd say anyway. Nicholas Cage is going to try to steal us. Probably. Because <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. That's oh. the joke. He comes up in a lot of episodes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we sing the national anthem? Okay. Hold on, let's stand up. My country tis of <laughs> sweet land, land of, of liberty, liberty of the, the I sing. sing.
Beautiful. Meet me at DQ. Let's Come get some DQ. Meet me at DQ. Let's get a dilly bar. Mm. 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 I think uh, all our patriotic fans will appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you dipshits! Get the fuck out of here! Touch me, Grandpa.